0: Thank you, Jesus. Let's just clap our hands one more time unto the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm excited about this future generation. Really, it's the generation of now. It's not the revival of the future, it's the revival of now. And these young people are on fire for God. They've been seeking after God. Quick testimony about them. They, uh, two Fridays ago, we went to a back. You can be seated. Those that are speaking, please come make your way to the platform if you have not already. Okay. Uh, back to school rally we went to. was a youth groups from Central Florida. And we had a powerful time. They had like nine songs. We were tired at the end of it. I'll tell you, nine songs will wear you out. We had one young person sing. He's like 13. He's like, my back hurts. I need to sit down. You need to walk more. You know, he's just, <laughs> You're tired, my Lord. But... They they worshipped and came up front every uh, every song we sat right up front and just it was easy to go to the altar and they were such an example to other youth groups there so much so that we had a pastor text he texted me and said we need souls harbor's influence in our young people and I want to tell you it's your young people that are doing that that are leading the way let's give them a hand thank you Jesus. So tonight we have a special treat. It's the fifth Sunday, so we're going to do five for five. We got five uh, young speakers and then a mediocre young speaker. Where's Trace? Yeah. And then uh, uh, we'll be closing it up. But the first speaker, and I told them I'll give the honor because all of them had it in their notes and they only have five minutes, so we're not going to run long. So they said, of course, they give honor to pastor, bishop, the grandma, the grandpa, their parents and they, uh, Celine did a special shout out to Trace and Liz for the influence they've had in her life and just all these others so just know that they're submitted they love God, they love you so the first speaker would brother Noah Curry please come
1: praise,
2: praise the Lord church I am out of breath needless to say, very much so Anyway, uh, but really, Brother Donnie, thank you for getting that out of the way because that was about, out of the five minutes, that was probably about five minutes of what I was going to say, so thank you. But anyway, um, if you have your Bibles, while I'm going to be is talking, or going to Proverbs 3 and 3. Amen. I was praying the other day, and uh, we pray in the mornings before school in the prayer room here, and then we go over to class. And I was praying the other day, and for some reason, I never take my Bible and my notepad in the prayer room with me, I don't know why, but for some reason I felt led to do that on this particular day. So I took it in there, and I was praying, and it was easy to pray. Not, it's not usually that easy, but uh, easy to pray, easy to break through. And I just thought, I said, I, I brought my Bible and my iPad. I might as well go and open it up. So I took my Bible, just put my thumbs like this, and just opened it. And the first scripture I read was this, Proverbs 3, and 3. it says, Now, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. And what this scripture is talking about to me, it's not talking about for us as Pentecostals, it's easy to pray. It's easy to pray for an hour and then two hours, but it's not always easy to read the Word of God. Someday, God forbid, they will take the Word of God away from us in America. It's going downhill. But if I have it in my heart, not just into it, but if I, if I beat it with a hammer and a chisel in my heart, nobody can take it away from me because it's in here, and it's in here. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. So as I got to thinking, I said, what else, what, is, what does this, this chisel mean? What else do you chisel? And I got to thinking, I got to researching, and something else that uses a chisel, is something we all know, and I think we got a hit picture in is Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Now, Mount Rushmore, it took 400 men 14 hours, I mean 14 years, to build Mount Rushmore. 90% of it, building Mount Rushmore, 90% of it was using dynamite. And we know that's the Holy Ghost in prayer. So 90% of your life might be dynamite. But the other 10 to get all the details and stuff was chisels and hammering and chiseling to get their eyes the way it was, their mouth the way it was. Jesus' name. Jesus' name.
3: Yes, Jesus.
2: Jesus' name. Dynamite formed Mount Rushmore. But a chisel and a hammer carved it. It made it what it really was. In your life, you may be able to pray easy. I know some people, and I'm so jealous of these people, they can just go and they start praying in the automatic. They just start speaking in tongues. And I, it's hard to get over. to you. I'm not one of those people, and I know there's people like this. But what your word, what it's carved in your heart, what it's chiseled in your heart, that really makes you, what kind of Christian you are, what kind of person you are, how much word do you have in you? Jesus' name. Jesus, so I encourage you right now if everyone to stand and lift their hands. There's some great young people coming behind me. And you just pray, God, let that get me in me. I want that in my heart, Jesus. Oh, mama, 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 mama.
4: Let's give that to God. In Jesus' name, we worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
5: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Praise the Lord, church. I'm so thankful to be here. I love each and every one of you. So let's just get into this scripture. Up your Bibles to Genesis 32 verse 24 and Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day and when he saw that he prevailed not against him he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him and he said let me go for the day breaketh and he said I will not let thee go except thou bless me And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, wherefore is it that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. All right, church. So my, the title of my, what I'm going to be speaking about for a couple minutes is, How Hungry Are You? So before I get into this, I want to tell a little testimony. I remember several months ago when we had a youth service, and it was so powerful. And I remember that we didn't even get to the preaching, and we got done singing, and we all started praising God. And I remember we I saw people getting lost in the presence of God. And I was sitting over there on the second row, and I was praying, and I was rocking, and I was asking god i want to go deeper i'm hungry for you and i wasn't breaking through like i wanted to and i looked around and i saw all these people breaking through and getting lost in the presence of god and i was just praying and i was saying to myself god i want this i want that i want what they have in jesus name and so right when i started focusing completely on god and I just lifted my voice and I got completely out of my comfort zone, I didn't care what anybody else thought, I completely focused on God and right as I lifted my voice, I felt the presence of God touch me and I cannot explain how it felt, but it was one of the most surreal moments of my life and we spent several, several hours after that praying and I was crying and snorting everywhere and... It was amazing. And I just want to say, church, how hungry are you? What are you going to do to get your breakthrough? What are you going to do to get your
4: blessing? Jacob held on to that angel and he said, I'm not going to let go until I get my blessing. So, what are you going to do, church? How hungry are you? What sacrifices are you going to make? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. What are you going to do? How hungry are you? What are you going to do to get your breakthrough? what are you gonna do to get your blessing? In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Pastor preached this morning about sacrifices. What sacrifices are you gonna make? What are you gonna give up to God to get your breakthrough? To get your blessing. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jacob wrestled hours with that angel until he got his blessing. And I did not give up praying until I got what I wanted, and I did get what I wanted from God. And you should not give up until what you get what you get what you want from God in Jesus name and that's all I want to leave you with is how hungry are you church
6: let's give up to God for another moment just take a minute and get out of your comfort zone Lord Church as Celine said earlier about getting out your comfort zone that's what I'll be teaching on all of us have comfort zones some of us are surrounded ourselves in them some of us visit them some of us have learned to ignore them but we but when we get used to doing the same thing for a period of time or in a certain fashion or way we tend to find ourselves in the comfort zone all of us have comfort zones at times we get so used to staying in one we are scared to move outside because we are scared what people might think of us. It's easy to find ourselves doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But when tough times come and it's God's will to change something in your life, we tend to take a safe option. Have you ever taken the safe route? The safe route says, I know that God is bigger than this situation, and I know God can work miracles, and without God, all things are possible. What, but what if this situation isn't big enough? It's, it's too big for God. And just in case I don't have enough faith, I'm just going to sit back in the comfort zone and just relax and let the safe option take route. But in the midst of all that, we tend to put up walls around our comfort zone. And I saw a quote today that said, if you want something in your life you never had, you have to do something you never done. In order to break down those walls that you have built up, you have to do something different than the usual. So if you're sitting in your pew and you're just clapping your hands every ordinary service, how about you take a step of faith and break out of yourself and do something different than the usual. Allow God to have his way. Just take a step of faith right now, God, and do something different than you had never done.
7: Oh hallelujah, hallelujah. Keep that going. Just one more minute. Just one more minute. Let that go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, well, it just feels so good in the house of God tonight. And Brother Thomas, I'm pretty sure you're going to have to turn me down. They always have to turn me down. Now, I'm, I'm a nerd, so we're going to do things a little nerdy. I'm going to talk about history for just a second. During the 19th century, there was a, there was a horrible disease going on called childbed fever. And it affected approximately 13% of women who went into labor, and it killed all 13%. It was a terrible problem and nobody could figure out how to fix it. Then some man started to figure things out. His name was Ignaz Semmelweis. And Ignaz Semmelweis began to notice just a few interesting correlations between childbed fever and another disease. And he saw some things stand out that nobody else could see. And that led him to instruct his medical team to do something radical. He told them to wash their hands with soap. During the 19th century, washing your hands was a strange practice. And it was very odd for him to to start that. During that time, his his findings were greatly ridiculed. During that time, the other doctors didn't want to listen to him. Because they didn't understand how they, the people who were trying to save their lives, could be transmitting that disease. I want to read Leviticus 15, chapter 4, verse 5. Every every bed whereon he lieth, that hath the issue is unclean, and everything whereon he sitteth shall be unclean. And whosoever toucheth his bed shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and be unclean until the even. Anybody who's read the book of Leviticus even a little bit just starts to figure out that it's basically just a giant rule book and it can get a little boring. But Leviticus basically just follows this one simple pattern. If this happens, then this is how you fix it. If this happens, this is how you fix it. And something you got to know about this is, this is, is in these scriptures, it's talking about uh, bad things happening with the body, and if, something, and if something's going wrong in your body and you touch something, God said, wash it. Yeah. Yeah. These people didn't know about germs. Yeah. Yeah. At this time, the idea of microscopic beings that they couldn't see would have blown their minds, and they could not have comprehended it. We don't know what would have happened if God had explained it to them. But what I want to just talk to you about for just a couple more seconds today is I don't get it, but God's got it. I don't have to understand. Hey, I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much you think you know. You do not know enough to tell God that doesn't make sense. God knows more than you could ever imagine. God has more power than you could ever comprehend. That is the God I serve, and that is the God that I have to willingly obey, even when I don't get it. I like to know why things work. That was my question when I was a little kid. Why? 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 It's every 3 year old thing. Why? That's our basic instinct. We want to know why. But the thing is, sometimes we can't handle it. Who knows what might have happened if people had found out about germs back in ancient biblical times. We don't know what could have caused them to happen. Maybe a group of people would have started worshiping the germs who had so much power to make everybody sick. We don't know. All we have to do is we have to trust that God knows. When God gives you a command, you don't understand. When God tells you something that you don't like, you do it anyway. Because I don't get it, but God's got it.
8: Thank you, Jesus. If you've got any energy left, and we've been clapping a lot tonight, but can you all together with me just clap your hands unto the Lord. He is doing great things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's nobody like you, Lord. Surely the presence of the Lord is in the house tonight. In Jesus' name, God, do exactly what you want to do. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. People told me that the storm broke up out and about, but I don't know if they knew that uh, Morgan and, uh, Celine and H2O was in the house tonight because, uh, some powerful young people here tonight. They are doing incredible things. And just like pastor said, he, uh, uh, uh the youth group was out doing the I go summer challenge, teaching Bible studies. Uh, they were out doing, um, just everything, just doing uh, acts of kindness. Uh, we've got kids teaching Bible studies. The world is trying to tell our young people that they have to be involved in sports. They've got to be involved in the... Uh, 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 they got to be worshiping, uh, worshiping idols and celebrities and media and doing all these different things. But our young people... H2O is teaching Bible studies. H2O, these young people are leading worship. Our young people are up here speaking. We've got a group of young people that are on fire for God, and they've got everything that it takes to do what God has called them to do. I believe that with everything in me, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. But with that, can I let you know that, parents, we still need you. Yeah, they've got fire, they've got passion, and they've got energy, but, parents, we still need you. Sunday school teachers, we still need you. Youth leaders, we still need you. Grandparents, we still need you. Ushers, we still need you. Balcony department, we still need you. We've got to have everybody on board for what God is wanting to do. Yeah, these young people can do it. Yeah, they can go out and witness. Yes, but I'm saying we've got to have everybody worshiping. If you're able to raise your hand, you should be raising your hand. If you can clap your hands, you should be clapping your hands. We've got it. We've got it. We've got to have the Holy Ghost moving in here. In Jesus' name, we need the Holy Ghost. Yeah, these young people can do it, but they can't do it alone. They are the generation of now. They are the people that are going to run with this thing. In Jesus' name, but they can't do it alone. We've got to have everybody. Everybody's got to be on board. Everybody's got to do do their part. they got to pull. they got to push whatever it takes to get God to do exactly what he wants to do. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Just a few moments. Tonight, the story of Joseph. We know that he was... I'm sorry, Joseph in the Old Testament. There's two Josephs that we know about. Clarify that real quick. But Joseph in the Old Testament had the dream and had the vision of him bowing, or of, of his his crops bowing down. Or I'm sorry, his brother's crops bowing down to his crops, and he had these visions. And he tells them, and of course they know that we throw him in, the, uh, his brother stole him in the pit, sold into slavery, taken to Potiphar. Potiphar uses him in his kingdom. Wherever he goes, he just flourishes. He just does great things. He's in the pit. He's doing well. He's in Potiphar's uh, uh, kingdom palace, and he's doing great. Yeah. And then he goes to prison, and he does well there too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the guy had, but he had something great. Yeah. He is a hero of mine. But he forgave, yeah. and he just kept God at the center of everything. I really believe that. I know it. Yes, no doubt. Potiphar said that he realized, he recognized that God was with him. Even when he was in a situation, even when he was in Potiphar's place, that's not where he wanted to be. He didn't want to be in Pharaoh's kingdom in Potiphar's uh, 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 palace. He didn't want to be there. But he forgave people that put him there, and he just kept on pushing through. And he just kept on doing what God had called Jesus. I know I've got a dream. I know I've got a vision. Something great is supposed to happen in my life. And I know there's people here tonight that you've had a dream or a calling or a vision, and a, a moment, an experience in God that says, I know that I'm supposed to do something. I don't know what it could be. I don't know where it could be, but things keep hindering you and things keep holding you down and holding you back. But I'm letting you know tonight that God is, has, still has that calling for you. He still has that anointing. If you would just yield yourself to God, if you would just come after God, if you would put him first, he's going to do great things. And so Joseph goes, and of course we know that he goes into Pharaoh's he interprets the dreams in the jail, and then, uh, so he said to the, uh, the butler, the butler, the baker, whenever he said, just whenever you're there, just tell them about me. Just remember me. Just remember your friends. I always tell people that are rich. <laughs> just remember your friends. <laughs> remember I helped you that one time. That's the same thing he was doing. Just remember your friends. Remember I helped you in here. And so he goes, and he's like, you know what, Pharaoh? There's a guy back in prison that we put, you know, he was there, and he could interpret dreams. It was, it was amazing. It was a great gift. And so we know that he gets them. And he comes to Pharaoh, and he interprets the dream to Pharaoh. And and he says, you're going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of of famine. So you got to store up in the seven years of plenty. So he does all this, and he does all these great things. And Pharaoh's like, you're going to be in charge of all this. Now go back many years whenever he would, when Joseph first had that dream and that vision. He thought it was just his family. He said, my family's going to be bowing down to me. I'm going to be great, and they're going to love me, and they're going to worship me. That was his dream. That was his vision. His family. But can I tell you that his calling was more than just for his family. Many years later, yes, he was going to help Pharaoh bring in all the crops and store up. And it was going to save his family, yes. But it was for nations. It was for all of the known world that they came to Pharaoh. Because he had what they needed. Because Joseph had a dream and a calling that was bigger than he was. He had a dream and a calling that was not just for one or two. But it was for more. Your calling, your anointing, Sunday school teacher. Your anointing, your calling was for more than what you know. It's not just for five kids in a class. It goes beyond where we're at right now. It goes beyond than anything that we can see and touch right now. Your calling and your anointing, everything you've got. Young people, your anointing is more than just for H2O. Your calling is greater than anything right in this building. Your anointing is to change this world. Your anointing is to go out and reach people and to teach people and to bring them into the kingdom of God. Your anointing is greater than just one, one family and two families. No, it goes beyond that in jesus name if you could stand just clap your hands with me just praise the lord hallelujah 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 thank you lord for your anointing thank you for every calling for every gifting that's in the house of the lord tonight god if they have forgotten about it if they've been held down if they've been in a pit or a prison god bring them out restore unto to them god boldness and confidence and anointing let them do what you called them to do in the name of the lord jesus christ of nazareth in Jesus' name.
0: Jesus' name. One more moment. Would you lift your hands? I believe there's been this flow that has gone from speaker to speaker about getting out of our comfort zone and pushing beyond and realizing that the power that is in you is greater than what you are facing right now. So would you raise your hands and lift your voice? Would you let out a shout of praise or would you talk to God if something's on your heart? Would you give it to Him? Yeah, yeah, God is hearing you. God is hearing your prayers and what you are speaking, what you want from God you pray that what you want in your life or your ministry or your family God I want to see greater revival God I want to see my kids be used of you like they've never been before God I'm reaching from my soul I want you to touch us in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name I had a message all prepared to wrap up but we're just gonna flow with this just something that I feel you can remain standing, or if you haven't stood, you could stand right now. We're almost done. But uh, a saying that's been in my mind and in my heart, and I read it is, it was on an email I get from this motivational guy or whatever. He's just trying to help people, but really he's making a, a lot of cash. Um, <laughs> but he, his email said, said, What if the barriers that you were facing were only in your mind? And I want to tell you, for the people of God, there can nothing, that, that is the truth right there that the barriers that you are facing are only in your mind. You may be facing some real things, I understand, but we serve a God that the battle is not ours, but it's the Lord. And when we're fighting things and when we're facing things, we can take it to God. And now that barrier is just in our mind. It's just a thought. It's just like, I can't do this. I can step beyond the things that I'm feeling right now. And right now, I believe that some of you have been facing fears or battles or oppositions that you can overcome by giving it to the Lord. You can overcome it by giving it to God right now and you can feel the passion and the fire that is in this place because prayers have been taught and fasting has been happening and what pastor has preached about with sacrifice it has done we have laid the foundation for a vapor of smoke to come up and get the attention of God and right now would you respond to what you're feeling right now I believe there is a draw a natural
3: draw if you would just come up to the front we're gonna pray we're gonna worship God we're gonna know that God has got our back God's got your back whatever you're facing right now why
0: right now people are coming lift your voice and let's pray together as they sing yeah make room for on there's people that are in the aisles if you can move forward let's get everybody involved
1: we at red. red, red.
0: been battling sickness and disease for a long time or just something that's been on you if you're sick would you raise your hand right now i know we got brother Charles has been fighting there are people all around and i want to tell you the bible gives us a promise that the believers will lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover that is a promise that is a promise liz right here she's been battling something for a long time there are people all around young people look around go pray for some you've been praying right now let's pray together I command every sickness to leave their body. God, I rebuke everything that's been battling on them, whether it's an attack of the enemy or it's just a virus. I command it to leave their body. God, I rebuke sickness from the people of God. These are your chosen people. These are the people of you. And God, I pray healing you right now that they would walk away from this place healed. They'd be touched, whether it's a back pain, whether it's blood issues, whether it's bones, whether it's nervous system. God, whatever the situation is, God, you're bigger than anything we could ever face.
3: God, you're bigger than my problem right now. Oh! I believe God's hearing. I believe there's faith in the place.
0: I believe people are going to leave this place healed. Oh, yeah, people get
1: getting touched. People are getting touched right now. Continue to pray. People are getting touched. People are receiving the Holy Ghost
0: right now. Yeah.
1: Continue to help one another, continue to minister to God Almighty. Shut up, I am
0: not
1: a mother, like rather a mother, rather than a mother, rather than a mother, rather than a a mother, a mother, rather me with a I'll
3: Let you go until you bless me I think there's something to be said About going beyond the first initial wave If you've been battling something And you ain't felt the relief yet If I was you I would go ahead and get a hold of the Lord While you, we are in this atmosphere And say Lord I'm not going to let you go Until I feel something give Something's got to give Something's got to happen in the name of Jesus. If I was you, I'd lift my hands again. If I was you, I would begin to worship again and say, Lord, something's going to give in my family. Something's got to give in my marriage. Something's got to give with my kids. Something's got to give on my job. In the name of Jesus, I won't let you go until you're blessed. There it is right there. Yeah. There it is right there. Yes. Come on. Let that determination get on your face. Come on. Let that build up on the inside. That's it. Yes.
1: Wind oh, win, to Come home. on!
3: it. I need to wash in, pool, wash in the pool. I'll go wash in the pool. Whatever it is you mind. want me to do, to in the name of Jesus, we believe you're for a
1: miracle.